This lecture is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Deacon Danny Cahoot. We have been studying for a couple of months now the book of Ecclesiastes. And I was hoping, I was, I'm hoping to get to chapter 10 this morning. I just don't have much more to go, but I've, the first five verses, honestly, out of chapter, after, out of chapter 10, has brought three pages of study. So I'm not going to finish because I want to take my time with it because it's just, to me, that's the most, one of the most powerful books in, in, uh, in the whole book of Ecclesiastes, the most powerful chapter. And uh, the more I studied, the more I realized I, I don't know a thing about it. But in Ecclesiastes, it's the wisest man that ever lived is Solomon. And it's all about life under the sun while we're alive. Apart from redemption, apart from the fact that we know that God is going to bring everything into judgment, no matter what it is, save, loss, good, bad, evil, whatever, everything's going to be brought into judgment once it's over. But Solomon talks about while we're alive, the best that we can do, apart from redemption, while we're here. And... Uh, I've titled the lesson this morning, Chiseled in Stone. Because if you walk through a graveyard and all you do is see a bunch of tombstones and, and names chiseled in stone. And in 50 years, we're going to be nothing but chiseled in stone ourselves. Nobody will know a thing about us. Nobody will know anything. About, you can just look through the sea of lives that have been born and died and it's gone. All of their memories, all of their love, all of their joy, all of their, everything is just totally gone. Only thing that mattered is, is the brief little time that we had right here. What did we do with it? And uh, it's just, it's just kind of a depressing book, actually, you know, but it's both mixed with emotions, happy and joyful. But I'm going to start. I'm going to spend a lot of time in chapter 9 and 10, and that's where we are, but I'm going to start. Let's go to Job chapter 14 first. I've got a couple of scriptures I'll read and expound on leading up to where we're going. In uh, Job chapter 14, verse 1. Man that is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Ain't that the truth? It's, it's nothing but trouble. You have a, and that's what Solomon talks about. The, the whole book is about the vanity of life. And vanity is, is your work, your toil, your, your little bit of suffering, your, a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness, this brief time here. And you do all of this stuff on this earth, gearing for one thing, and that's the grave, and you leave it all behind. That's vanity. That's what Solomon talks about. Everything in life is nothing but vanity because a hundred years from now, it's gone. And so what, 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 what happened in this black breath of air? Man that is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. You know, that's, if you look a little deeper than that, you know, the flower grows and then it blooms. 
and somebody somewhere will cut it and put it in the vase, and a few days later, it's thrown in the trash. That's basically what we say, even if it's a wildflower, it comes, it blooms, it seeds its time, and its time is gone, and the petals fall, and there's nothing but a weed, and it's gone. That's how our life is. It cometh forth like a flower, and is cut down, it fleeth, and so also as a shadow, and continueth not. You can stand there, and the sun will come up, and the sun will go down, and your shadow is gone for that day. And dost not open thine eyes upon such a one and bringest me into judgment with thee. If you look at that close. And dost thou open thine eyes upon such a one and bringest me into judgment with thee. That's how we are on this earth today. I mean, I can get into it with my wife sometimes. And I'm using me as an example. And it always points back. Well, I remember when you, you said this, you did that. Well, you're no better, you know, and we, we do that with each other and as we pass judgment, and it's not, it's just we all do it. Why, you, well, you call me out for that. What about what you did? What about what you did? What about this? What about what you said? 20 years ago, 30, I mean, we can get into it, and I, I can get the edge on my wife, and I'll be winning. And she'll say, well, I remember 1986 at 9 o'clock on a Thursday night, and she's, she's got everything documented in her brain that I've ever said and done. And I can't do nothing but tuck my tail and hide. I mean, she, she don't forget nothing. And uh, that's, that's just, I mean, nothing. But what this verse is saying is when we die, we're one-on-one -on -one with judgment. We're not going to be able to stand here. Who can come? It says, who, who, and when you open your eyes to such one and bring his men to judgment with thee, you can't do it. When you go down, it's not going to be nothing but you one-on-one -on -one with God. It's, that's it, period. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean one? And here's the key verse of these few verses I'm talking about. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. God has got the exact day, the exact time. He, he knows when it is. We don't. Thou hast, and thou hast, an appointed, thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. There's nothing we can do about it. It's our day is coming, and it could be tonight, it could be tomorrow, it could be 10 years from now. If the rapture comes, that, that would be even better. But sooner or later, every one of us are, are, are going to leave it all behind. So we're going to jump to, oh, my Bible's falling apart, Ecclesiastes. I'm going to do a few, couple of verses in Ecclesiastes, the first part of it. And uh, I always say I'm going to review, but if you read the verse by verse by verse by verse, it's all review. It's all talking about the exact same thing and just expounding on it differently. What we're talking about in, in, in this is our memories. And I know I've said this the last time I taught that my dad just passed. I have a lot of memories with him. People all the time go say, hey, I'm just making memories. I'm just making memories. Man, this is a good memory. But, but memories are good for here. Like when my dad died and we buried him, I, I tell you, I cry. And sometimes every single day, there's this time in my life where I just mourn. I haven't got over it yet. But all of his memories... Everything that he really loved and he drew in his brain, everything that he, all of his memories are chiseled in stone and they're buried and gone forever. 
He can't come back and tell us anything or help us with anything. We can't go to him. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about outside of redemption. We're talking about life under the sun. I don't want that to be confusing. It's why we're here. It, all of his memories. And so we make a memory, we're making memories, but when we die, it's gone. 50 years from now, it's nothing. Absolutely nothing. So what's really important? Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 11. Let's start with verse 4. One generation passes away and another generation cometh. Okay, the birth bounds forever. Chapter 11. And there is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of those things that are to come with those that will come after. We're gone. No memory. It's over. Ecclesiastes 2.16. I'm just jumping real fast here because I want to get to to what I really want to talk about. It says, Then I said in my heart, verse 15, chapter 2, Then I said in my heart, As it happened to the fool, so it happened to me. Solomon saying, I had more money, more wealth, more wives, more anything than anybody else. And the vanity of it is, I'm no better than a poor man who had absolutely nothing because at the end of it all, we're chiseled in stone. I left everything I had for somebody else to work with, somebody else to The poor man left, left his crumbs. But we're all in the same place. So how am I any better than him? And, 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 and what's really important in life? I mean, what's really important? A soul. You can take that with you, friends. You, you, can, you, can, just, you can smile at somebody and they can find hope somewhere and somehow they find Christ, and that's something that you can take with you in eternity. And what we work for here. All right, let's finish up with this. I got to get rolling. Then I said in my heart, as it happened to the fool, so it happened to me. So why was I any more wise? Then I said in my heart, this is also vanity. Vanity is I left it all. I'm going to leave it all. For there is no remembrance of the wise more than the fool forever. Seeing that which is now and in the days to come shall be all forgotten. How dieth the wise man as the fool? The same. The same. We're all gone. It's a race to the grave, folks, from the birth to the... And this is the present. It's a race to the grave. You're born... I mean, we, it, it, we don't know when it's going to happen. It's appointed. It's, 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 it's a heart's got to be right. Our heart's got to be ready to meet him because just like that, it's gone. Just like, I mean, we got to every day, don't lay your head on the bed at night and without saying, thank God, thank you for letting me have another day and breathe and see life. What did I do with that time that I spent here on this earth today? Because you spend it, that's a verse I'm getting to in just a second. Once you spend it, it's gone. It's like money. You spend your money, it's gone. You got a few little things that you can enjoy in your life. When you spend your life for the day, that day is gone. How did we, how did we spend it? Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And then we'll bounce, we'll bounce back to chapter 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. This is really good here and I'll... This is where I really want to get started. That's all kind of review. All right, chapter 9. Let's look at verse 3. This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun. Life under the sun. While we're alive. While we're here. That there is one event unto all. And that event is death. There's one event to every single one of us. 
Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil and madness in their heart while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. So you got some people... The, the atheists, the, the, the people that just raise hell their whole life and they, 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 they run, they do all this stirring up and all this strife and all this, and they spend their life just in turmoil and die. And what do they got to do? They got to stand before a judge. And uh, let's see, for, verse four. For him that is joined to all living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. You know, as far as life under the sun, when I die, a gnat that flies around your head is better than me. He's alive. That gnat's going to die. He's got a short life. But at that brief moment, you know, the bird's flying in the air and I'm in the ground dead. The birds are better. And that's, that's you know, so what are we doing with life while we got it? Let's see, for the living know that they shall die, this is verse 5, but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. No more reward. All, verse 6, all, also their love, everything that we love, everything that we hate, all their hatred, all of their envy, is now perished. Neither have there any more portion ever under the sun, or for anything that is done under the sun. No more. No, you can't come back. It's all gone. It's, it's done. The, how faithful were we? That's what's going to count. Go thy way, eat thy bread, and drink thy wine with a merry heart, for God now accepts your work. Now, while we're alive, God accepts our work. You see that verse right there? That's critical to... To, because the, if you're breathing, you got hope. If somebody is breathing, keep praying. If somebody, as long as they're alive, they have hope. Because he's saying, while you got life under the sun, that's when God's going to accept your works. So real quick, let's jump to real quick real right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to flip around a little bit. But i got to get this in because that's about God accepting what's your... Now he's going to accept it while we're alive. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. See, we just talk, we're talking about that because in Solomon in, in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says that there's a season and a time and a purpose for everything under the sun. I'll get back to that in a minute. To everything, there's a season. Everything, there's a time. There is a day of salvation. It's why you're alive. It's why someone, once they're dead, is gone. And here it is. For he says, and I heard thee in the time accepted. See, God said, now we're accepting your, now it's time to accept your works. Now it's time. Okay. In such a day of salvation, I secured thee. Now, secured, I looked that up. That is, the, the, the word secured means something that furnishes, something that relieves, to help, to provide aid, to give assistance in time of need, to relieve in difficulty, to deliver from suffering. That's what that word secure means. It's a big word. And so I said, now verse 
Let's read it again. Verse 2. For I have heard thee in the, t- in the time accepted. See, he can hear us now. When we're dead, it's over. I, in the day of salvation, I have secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Okay, we're going to go back to that Ecclesiastes. See, that's what the, that, that, that's all fitting in. That God says, look, now while you got life under the sun, now is he'll accept it. When we're chiseled in stone, it's gone. No more, no more acceptance then. You can't come back. You can't come back. And, and, and that's why when you see somebody lost, and we need to witness. We need to live righteous. We need to, to be a light. We need to, to help people. Just invite them to church and let them hear. Just, just, just one. Because now they've got hope. Okay. Now, we'll go back in Ecclesiastes. Now we're going to jump to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 6. i got to bounce back because it's fitting in. I'm not, I might not get to this chapter 10 because that's a, really, I need to really take my time with that. But I, this is where I finished off last week. Uh, last time. Ecclesiastes chapter 6. First, let me get back, let me find, get a catch up to it. Verse 12. For who knoweth what is good for man in this life? This life. While under the sun, while we're breathing. Who knows what is good for this life? For all the days of his vain life which he spendeth. That's what I was talking about. You spend your life. We spend every day doing something. How much time do we spend communing with God, talking with God, praying for, pe- praying for people in the church, praying for our pastor, praying, praying that, Lord, Lord, let me not do nothing or say nothing wrong that somebody will point a finger at me today. Lord, I'm spending, I'm spending it. What, for who knows what is good for me at days that he spends his life as a shadow because you get up in the morning and you, you, and you go and it's like a shadow. The sun goes back down and your shadow's gone. That day is gone. It's spent. It's spent. What is the return on what we spent our life on? For who can tell a man what it shall be after him under the sun? Nobody. So all of his days of life, there's, uh, let's see, as a shadow. Let's see, number, okay, let's go to where am I at? Hold on. All right, Ecclesiastes. Now we're going to skip back, skip on up to chapter 8. Let's go chapter 8 up here to verse 7. Oh, first, here we go, verse 6. Let me, you don't have to turn here, but this is all about chance and time. To everything. So this is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. To everything, there is a season. And there is a time to every purpose under heaven. Now all those other next eight, nine verses right there to talk about a time to be born, a time to die, a time to hate, a time to love, a time to build up, and a time all of it falls under the umbrella of to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Okay, so now we're going back to verse 6 of chapter 8 of Ecclesiastes. Because to every purpose, there is time and judgment. See, everything we do, everything we say, every, every thought, every, every thing of life will be brought into judgment. One-on-one with our maker. Every single thing. 
everything. There's going to be a time and a judgment. Therefore, the misery of man is great upon him, for he knoweth not that which shall be. For who can tell him when it shall be? Who can tell you when you're going to die? Who can tell, who can tell you when your day is? Who can tell me? Say, this is when you're going to die. Unless you're sick and you go to the doctor and he says you got six months. He still don't know the hour. Okay, let's see. Verse, back to seven. For no man, for he knoweth not that which shall be, for who can tell him when it shall be? We're all talking about life under the sun and in the grave. This is what Solomon is talking about. There is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit, neither have any power in the day of death. And there is no discharge in that war. That means you, you, you can't call it off. Your day's coming and the, and, and the death angel comes and grabs us. You can't say, no, I'm not going right now. You can't discharge that. It's happening. And, uh, in that war, neither shall wickedness deliver those that are delivered to it. All of this I've seen and applied my heart to every work that is done under the sun. And there is a time when one man ruleth to another one's heart. All right, let me see. Let me back. Let me come on down here. And here's the next verse for that. Okay, verse 15. Then I commended mirth. Mirth, M-I-R-T-H. It's not mirth that they brought as a gift to Christ. Mirth is laughter with happiness and joy. What little bit of time we have here. Be happy somewhere, sometime. You gotta have, you gotta have fun with this life. Cause, cause he's talking about what, hey, what little bit of time you got? Just, just enjoy something. Smile to somebody. Shake somebody's hand. Go see, visit, visit loved ones. Have, get the family together and have a meal. I commended myrrh because a man hath no better thing under the sun while he's alive than to eat and to drink and to be merry. For that shall abide with him and his labor all the days of his life. That's all we got, the days of our life. So, so don't spend it stirring up. Don't spend it complaining. Don't spend it no, uh, gossiping and, and, and all this stuff just because the days are limited. It's all what we've got under the sun. So wherefore I apply in my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done upon the earth. Okay, now I'm going to jump down, skip down here. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, okay, verse 4. For to him that is... I've already done that one. Hold on. Good. Verse 7. Go thy way, eat thy bread, and drink thy wine with a merry heart, for God now accepteth thy works. Let thy garments always be white, and let thy head lack no ointment. Live joyfully with thy wife, whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity. A whole life is vanity. Hey, don't stir it up with your wife and you, who, you, who you love. Just... Be a team. Get along. Just just yoke up some kind of way. I mean, sometimes that's impossible. That's on the realm of impossibility to some people. I mean, that's some some people. That's not going to happen. But if it can't happen for you, just take advantage of it and live joyfully with because that's vanity. Because of your life of vanity, it's going to be gone and chiseled in stone. It's going to be and so so. Be who's right and who's wrong and all this stuff don't matter because just like that, it's gone. With thy wife all the days of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun, all the days of thy vanity, for thy portion, that is thy portion in this life, and any labor which thou takest under the sun, 
So whatever your hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might, for there is no device or no work where, or no knowledge or no wisdom in the grave where we're going. It's not there. So take advantage of what we got here peacefully. Live in peace and harmony. Get along with folks if you disagree. And I'm going to get to that here in just a second. That's why this is so important here in this next chapter. And I might, I got time. Good. I didn't think I was going to get this far with that. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get to some real good stuff here. Okay. Okay, let's jump. Let's go ahead to chapter 10. I got two, a bunch of more stuff here, but that's, that's, that's all on that. This is really good to me. I, still, I put a lot of time in it, and uh, it's because it's real hard for me to understand sometimes. But here we go, chapter ten of Ecclesiastes. Listen, listen, to, listen to the meat that's here, man. This is really good. Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So doth a little folly to him that is in reputation of wisdom and honor. Now, the apothecary was a pharmacist. And back then, the pharmacist also made cologne and also made the perfumes and the good gentle the fragrance for people. You know, if you step in dog poop and don't know it, and all of a sudden you're getting ready to go somewhere and you can you smell it, you can put on all the cologne and all the stuff you want to put on. You can't hide that. You, I mean, you just can't hide. I mean, you, no matter what, and, and sometimes you can, you can, you, you take. I, know, I remember years ago, and I'm not going to say who or what. There were some people that I feel sorry for a pastor. They come in and man, it'd be weeks before they would bathe. And I mean, you could, I mean, you could smell them from here to Brother David. And the pastor, pastor had to buy grocery bags full of soap and shampoo and, and, and stuff and tell them, look, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but you got to take a bath. And they would take that stuff and just douse themselves with it and come in, they wouldn't bathe, and they still come in here. And he had to, he had to say, I'm not leaving, go, and he said, I'm not leaving till you take a bath. I'm going to have to physically be here and you're going to take a bath. And he made them take a bath. <laughs> but I'm going to say, you know, and, and this is what they say. And if you've got a reputation, Brother David, of a godly man, and somebody sees you out of order, that little folly, you're going to be able to smell that every time you walk into the room, brother. I mean, if you saw me living evil, do something, I'm not talking, we all going to, I mean, don't follow me when I work on cars, because I'm going to say something sometimes. I mean, I might, you know, I, my heart is right, though. But if you, if you heard that I did, I did something really, really bad, uh, according to scripture that would tarnish my testimony forever so dead flies so a little bit of folly just a little bit just a little bit of him that it, it, it sends forth a stinking savor I mean it stinks I mean, I remember I've, I can think of several pastors over years that fell. And I'm not pointing fingers or judging at that, but it hurt me because I was a follower. I gave to ministries, and, and when they fell, you know, a little folly just made that stink. Just, just, it, was just, it was just not right. My heart grieved, and I prayed for situations, but just a little bit just ruined and hurt so many people. 
A wise man's heart, verse 2, is at his right hand, but a fool is at his left. Yea, also, when he that is a fool walketh by his, by the way, his wisdom faileth him, and he saith to everyone that he is a fool. Now, these next few verses are really powerful. But what you're saying, you, 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 everybody, all of us, think we're right, and that's how we live. You, you, what you believe and what you are, you think you're right. I mean, that's how you are, and I, that's how you live. You too. You, and I, I live like I think is right. What this Bible is saying here, a fool that is full of stench, that is full of anger, they, they live in that way because they believe that they're right. But, but we can see it, and we can smell it, and we can tell that it ain't right. I mean, we don't have to point a finger and say, Pass, there's a difference in passing judgment. You, you're going to hell and, and passing judgment on somebody. There's somebody walking by and you can, man, you can mark them. You can see that, uh, let's go to Romans chapter 16 verse, let's go to Romans chapter 16 real quick. Now this is when people get all mi mixed up. And you can spot it, you can smell it. It's in verse 17 of chapter 16. Now, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division. Mark them which have the smell of a dead fly. Mark them. And the fence is contrary to the, to, to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. It doesn't say not hate them. It doesn't say pray for them. It doesn't say not to pray for them. It doesn't say, it's, it's, it's saying avoid them. Because pigs don't know pigs stink. They don't. You get a pack of pigs, they don't know they stink. They think, they, they, and so if you, but if you wallow in a pig pen, it's going to rub off on you. The Bible's not saying don't pray for them and don't, and, and it's Markham that caused this. Because it's going to, that gossip is going to rub off on you. That stench is going to rub off on you. You're going to absorb some of that and it's going to show, and then a little bit of folly is going to ruin you. So, so mark those which cause division. You can put a stop to it, but, but mark them and, and, and say, hey, that, that, I've I got to stay away from that. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to listen to it. I want, and, and I don't just don't want to be around it. So that's what that was talking about in, in Romans is, what, is to, to avoid, avoid it. You walk in the, you see a pile of dog poop, you go around it, you walk around it. You may sometimes you can't avoid it because you don't see it. But you say, oh, I'm going to walk around that. And that's what, the, that's what, that's what it says. You got you to gotta use, use wisdom. There's a difference in education and wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom comes from this book right here. He, he can teach us what's, what, what this book says. I do not care what anything in this world says. If it's in this book, that's, that's what I'm going 100% solely, wholly believe in this. I'm not going to improvise. I'm not going to going to change, going to justify, going to, going to, well, I understand how you say it. No, I don't do, if it's in this book, this is what's, this is the gospel. And here we go to the next part. This is pretty cool. 
If the spirit of a ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place for yielding pacifists great offenses. I've heard our pastor say one time, I've heard him say hundreds, well, I would say at least a dozen times. If our government comes up and say, I'm not going to be able to preach this book, I'm going to jail. You know what? I'm going to jail with him. And every one of us should do. If they come up and say, we can't, we, that we got to do this and we got to do that and try to run, the, run this church, when the spirit of a ruler rises up and says, this is how you're going to do your, no, we're going to stand up, we're going to jail. You hold your place. And that leads me to, to listen, I, for the first time in my life, back in October, it was on a Halloween night, I was working Halloween afternoon. Now, we were doing an event at a Baptist church on, uh, off of River Road, Second Branch Baptist Church. And I got there early. I was doing barrel train rides. And a lady was sitting there talking back, talking to me, and she was assigned to help me. And uh, so we were talking. And all she said, after about 20 minutes and all, I, I had my dog with me. We talked about my dog. And she says, I got to let, I got to ask you before the crowd comes. I'd get there about an hour early. She says, do you know Jesus? I said, yeah, I do. And I shared a little bit about our church and our ministry and all. She says, that's great. That's so great. And she asked me a question. The first person that's ever in my life ever asked me that. She says, what is your life's verse? I said, that's easy. You know, nobody's ever asked me that. Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Though he's slain, I don't care what comes, I don't care what happens, I don't care who says, if God decides to, to take it all, to cut me down, to put, I will love him and I will serve him and I will worship him. But I do not care how the hedges drop. I do not care. But that's the first person that ever asked. And I was, wow, that's, that's, that's interesting. But uh, I said that to bring it. Do we have a who? What's your life's verse? You don't have to tell me, but do we have one? Do we have something that's just casting concrete in our life? It's unmovable, steadfast, unmovable. Just, just you're not going to move on it. Let's, let's see. Well, I didn't know it was up there. I'm doing. I like it better here for me. All right. Let's see. If the spirit rises up, this is first four. If the spirit rises up against the enemy, and leave it and. They leave not that place for yielding cause great offenses. There's an evil under, there is an evil, verse 5, which I have seen under the sun as, in, as an error which proceeded from the ruler. Perfect example. When you know it's wrong, nothing can make it right. As a Christian, when a ruler and a spiritual person or somebody tries to rule or a government or, or come up and they say something outside of this book right here, you need to be hard on that. Because you know what? We're going to die. And we're going to have to give an account to a holy God for what we did and what we got hidden in our heart. And if the Word is not hidden in our heart, it, it's easy to get absorbed in that. Well, that's, that's the generation there. you got to let the... No, it's not. God says it's wrong, it's wrong. And... Uh, the people are, this country's gone mad. This whole world has gone mad. All right, let me finish here. Let's see, verse, let's see where I'm at now. I don't want to, okay. I'll finish up with this. 
because I'm not going to be able to go there because I won't be able to finish. Okay, let's jump to 1 Peter, and I'll finish up with this. First Peter chapter five. Now this verse is here that are familiar to everybody. We all know them. We're going to read verse six and seven and and, uh, and I'll elaborate just a little bit on it because uh, I get kind of emotional when I, when, when I talk about it because there's some things that go on in my life but I'll, I'll explain it in a minute. Verse 5, I mean, uh, chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Humble means is, Lord, I know I'm nothing but a breath of air. And you've allowed me to wake up another day. You've allowed me to breathe 15 more minutes. I'm nothing in your sight. I'm not even worthy to call on your name. Oh, God, you are so great. You are so mighty. You speak and the winds obey. You speak and the winds cease. You are the one. Under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Too many people want to walk around and get the pat on the back and exalt themselves. It's all in God's time. And here's a, here's a, here's a verse. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. That's a hard saying. For me. Because I love him so much with all my heart. Some of the things I'm going through, some of the things that I go through sometimes, I don't want to put them on him. I just don't. He can handle it. I don't take this wrong. Just cast all your care upon him. Some of the battles that I'm going that I some things I just do not want him. I don't want him to do it because I love him so much. It's kind of like when my dad was alive, he'd ask me how things were going. I'd say, great. I don't want to dump anything on him. They don't need all that extra stuff. And uh, anyway, but, the, but for the majority of things, if we're burdened, if we're down, if we're hurting, if we're, God says, hey, we got an out. Let him carry it. Put it on his shoulders. Let him have it. And I'll finish with this last part. Be sober. That means be awake. Be, be wise when, when, of, the, of the dead flies. Be wise when you, you can tell when it's, when, when it's wrong. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking for check. Keep that verse in mind, that seeking. Whom he may devour. He's walking around just looking for a way, looking for when you're weak, looking for when you're down, looking for seeking so he can just jump on you and make you stench like dead flies. In, uh, in Luke, the Bible says, Jesus, the Son of Man, has come to seek and to save. Satan is seeking to whom he may devour. It's a battle going on, folks. It's a spiritual warfare battle. Life is so short. Life is so delicate. The breath of life is just here for a moment and gone. How do we spend it? Truthfully. 
How do we actually spend all that? Because it's gone, folks. It's going to be all chiseled in stone soon for every one of us if we don't have the rapture come. And I'm going to have to finish up. Uh, I got some more. To, we'll, we'll catch. We'll finish back up next time. But I'm glad I got the sum of that part in chapter 10 of Ecclesiastes. But it's been a good journey for me. We've taken it from the verse, verse to all, verse by verse by verse by verse, and we've traveled through. And uh, it's kind of depressing, some of it, but in a way, it's joyful because it's helped me just cling to the fact how precious life. How, you know how precious it is just to wake up this morning, just just to wake up. That's a God thing. That is a God thing. Just to wake up. So we'll close with that. You listen to Deacon Danny Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.